power in the name of Jesus. Who's glad they're in church today? It's Resurrection Sunday. And uh, I want to put a disclaimer out there already. I don't feel like crying. But so far this weekend, I've felt like crying a few times. Uh, so just pray for me that your pastor hardens up. Uh, but, uh, you know, the reality is, is when you actually stop and you think of what Jesus did for us on Easter, it's very hard not to just actually feel your eyes start to swell up just a little bit. And, and uh, yeah, anyway, let's move on. Um, I, I, I like Easter. Easter's a great time of year. You know, uh, we get an extra day, a couple of days off. And in fact, this year, if you were smart enough, you could have ta- taken Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off as annual leave days, and you could have had a 10-day holiday. If you went from the previous week, you had an Otago anniversary day into Easter, it would have been awesome. Uh, but I like the fact that we, we're, we, we love being in church, we love celebrating Jesus, and uh, it's Easter Sunday, and I'm believing this morning that God is just going to minister into your heart. And I've got a few minutes to, to preach, praise the Lord, um, because we've got an 11 o'clock service, but hey, I reckon you should stay around for it. Uh, at least you'll get extra hot cross buns after that service as well. And maybe just the Lord might talk to you. Um, recently... I celebrated a birthday. Praise the Lord. If you didn't know that, you should have known that. <laughs> just, just having jokes with you. Um, you know, it was, it was quite cool. Uh, um, I, 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 I'm getting closer to 40. Getting closer. In fact, next year I might be really close. Uh, but I, and, and my birthday, you know, it was great. I got sent some text messages. They were encouraging uh, some of them were cheeky, but some most of them were encouraging. I got a lot of Facebook messages, you know, happy birthday, Will, happy birthday, this, happy birthday. Some people actually went a little bit further and wrote a couple of lines, happy birthday, Pastor Will was so great, blah, 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 um, in a nice way, in an appreciative way, obviously. Um, um, there was some people who brought gifts, praise the Lord. Some people brought gifts. <laughs> but um, but here's the thing: people at least stopped and brought some recognition to my birthday, and I was appreciative of that. And in fact, it's actually I share my birthday with Pastor Justine. It's my birthday; she shares it with me. <laughs> but I also share it with a great friend called Pastor. Oh, she's all getting ordained in a couple of weeks or something up in Marston, Pastor Hannah as well. But everyone, here's the thing, just in case you didn't know, everyone has a birthday. Whether you know you celebrate it as the day you were born or you celebrate a day that you've chosen to be your birthday through one circumstance or another, everyone has a birthday. There's something that we like about just stopping and being celebrated. I like being celebrated. You know, some of us, when we get older, we're like, oh, no, I don't want to celebrate my 50th. I don't want to celebrate my 60th. I reckon celebrate it. Celebrate what God's given you. But when it comes, why am I talking about my birthday on Easter? This is a good question to ask ourselves. You know, there's different times of the year we celebrate stuff. 
You know, we've celebrated Waitangi Day this year. We've cel- we're coming up to celebrate Anzac Day. Anzac Day, if you don't know, is when the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps went to Gallipoli. And even there was some news this week came out that apparently there was twice the amount of soldiers that perished in that war. Um, we, so we celebrate it. We celebrate Queen's birthday. We celebrate Christmas. Amen. Christmas is a great time to celebrate. We celebrate wedding anniversaries, praise the Lord. Ah, I celebrated a wedding anniversary this year. And, uh, <laughs> sheesh, I wasn't prepared for that one. Right. I think it was our 17th. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, we celebrate stuff. Why am I talking about celebrating stuff? It's because it's Easter, obviously. And on Friday, on the way into uh, going somewhere in my car, I was listening to Life FM and I was listening to the DJs or the radio announcers, whatever you call them. And they were saying, it's Good Friday, talking about Friday. You know, as the day that Jesus died on the cross. And one of the DJs just stopped and he said, man, we can say that so fast sometimes. We can just say, it's the day that Jesus died on the cross and we can move on. I reckon, you know, I love the fact that we celebrate Easter because like when it comes to birthdays or wedding anniversaries or any other day in the life of the calendar of, of the nation or on your personal calendar, there's, there's, there's anniversaries, there's times that make us stop and think. Uh, gentlemen, if you do not stop and think about your wedding anniversary, you'll get in a lot of trouble. You need to stop and think about it. But when it comes to Easter, we really should stop and think about what Jesus has done for us. The, the, this jockey was talking about on Friday. It's the day that Jesus died on the cross and moved on. You know, have you ever thought about the journey that Jesus went on to get to the cross? Hey, do you, you know, I love just stopping and, and going through and reading the, the journey of Jesus. The journey of, of him praying in the garden of Gethsemane, uh, him praying and leading his disciples, him standing there with Peter. And when Jesus comes, uh, not Jesus, Judas comes up to Jesus and kisses him to, to give them a signal to the, the Roman guards, this is the person who you need to arrest. You know, Peter gets out his sword and chops off one of the guards' ears. I mean, that's just intense, just as it is. Jesus heals the guard's ear, but then moves on, and then Jesus gets taken away, and he gets taken to Caiaphas' father uh, first. Caiaphas was the high priest at the time. Then the father sent him to Caiaphas, and Caiaphas, then Caiaphas sort of sent him along to Pilate. Pilate didn't, you know, he's like, well, he's done nothing. What's the deal? But here's the here's the deal. Every year, we 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 release someone to you. So who would you rather me release to you, uh, and who would you rather be crucified? Is it Barabbas or Jesus? And the crowd starts cheering Barabbas' name. And so Barabbas, a criminal, uh, gets released, and then Jesus goes on to then be crucified. Imagine being Jesus, standing there, going through all of this, being spat on, being hurt, being slapped, being whipped. But then... Sometimes on a Friday, we just go, oh, it's the day that Jesus died. It's just the day that Jesus died. Let's, let's send them a Facebook message. Happy birthday, Jesus. Well, that's Christmas. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. 
But do we stop and we think? Because when we stop and we think, I reckon God gets our attention. And God gets our attention. I want us to think this morning about exactly what Jesus has done for us. Exactly what he's done. Oh, you're like, Pastor Will, this is a bit heavy for Easter. Oh, no, it's not heavy. This is going to be the lightest message that you have ever heard. Because what Jesus has done for us is phenomenal. You're like, yeah, I know that. He's died for our sins. We're free now. Well, that's true. That's true. But I reckon God, he's done something even way bigger for us this morning. It's something that's come through the multimedia. It's come through the songs. And I want us to turn in our Bibles today to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And if we can stop and if we can think, about what Jesus has done for us this Easter, I believe that your life is going to get a whole lot lighter. Who wants to live a light life? Uh, you know, life can be heavy. It can be uh, full of burdens. It can be full of all sorts of issues. But let's, let's read this together. It says this in Romans chapter 15. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. What an awesome piece of Scripture this morning that we can have because Jesus died for us and on the third day Jesus rose again for us. Not only do we celebrate in Easter time, that's Jesus and Easter time put together, at Easter time, that, that our sin has been washed away, that the penalty of, of sin on our life has been taken on the cross through Jesus Christ. And I get excited about that, and I thank Jesus every day for it. That's why we do communion, 8.15, every Sunday morning. It reminds us, Jesus says, do this to remembrance of me. But, you know, we remember our sin has been washed away. But have you remembered, have you thought this morning that you have complete joy and peace? You have complete joy and peace through the source of all hope, through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ this morning, you've got joy and peace. Peace. There's only a couple of people joyful this morning. Who knows that they walk in joy and peace? The only area that the things that hold us back is life. Life being too heavy for us. Like, oh, I've got to pay the bills. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to, this is happening. Someone's passing away in our family. Someone's ill. Oh, one of the kids has got a runny nose or something like that. No one, you know, you've got young kids and no one's sleeping, all that. And that's just life around you. But guess what? You can have joy and peace right in the middle of it. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living heavy. I'm tired of living heavy. I want to live light. I want to live with joy and peace. And this is what Easter reminds me of. It says this, that He's the source of hope. He's the source of hope. And then it goes on and says, it says, He will fill you completely with the joy and peace because you trust in Him. You know, Cherish, the key is to trust in Jesus. What? Trust in Jesus. That's crazy. You know, we talked about 
the offering this morning. Do we trust in Jesus around that? It's just a start. It's just a start. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things we can have hope in and we can have trust in. Anyone done a bungee jump here? Yeah, I bet you had trust and hope in the bungee. You were hoping like heck that that thing was going to work. You know, when it comes to hope, though, there's a spectrum that we can measure hope with. Who's got a car? Who's got a current car with a current warrant of fitness? Uh, we hope in our brakes every day. Uh, you know, when you're doing the speed limit, but for some reason the person in front of you slowed down too fast, you hope your brakes work. Most of us don't even think about that hope because we've got a trust in our car. But do you know what? Tomorrow morning, I hope the kids are going to sleep in until 8 o'clock. <laughs> there's, some, there's some parents here. Uh, but do I have a level of hope in that? Not after tomorrow, this morning. They weren't up nowhere near. They were up way earlier than 8 o'clock. But I've got a hope. I'm like, do I have a trust in that? No. Just, just, just lock the door. No. But you know what I mean when it comes to hope? We have, there's a spectrum of hope. And today I want to, I wanna, my job, what I feel like God wants to do is to bring you to a place that you know the hope that you have in Jesus. Because it says that he is the source of hope. He's the source of hope. Who wants to live light? Who wants to live with peace? It says this in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Now faith is a confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded, commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. You know what? I actually have no problems believing in creation. I didn't see it, but because the Lord has said it, I'm like, sweet, I'll watch that DVD when I go to heaven. I reckon the seven days of creation, that'll be awesome. Even watching, Jesus, watching the Lord just chill out and relax on the last day. I mean, that'll be cool. I don't have a problem that I have trust in the Word of God. I've got a complete trust and I have a hope in the Word of God. When, when It's by faith that I believe in that. You know, I wrote, I wrote this little thing down in, on my notes and I pray it helps you. Is when we add faith to hope, there becomes a confidence in your spirit that only Jesus can give you. When, when we add faith to hope, there becomes a confidence in your spirit that only Jesus can give to you. He's the source of our hope. And when I add faith to my hope in Christ, there becomes a confidence in, in, in our spirit. You know, I, I love it. I don't love it because it means that something's coming against my kids. But I've just got a confidence now that every time my kids get sick at night, I pray with them. And my prayer is in the morning, you wake up full and healthy and fit to serve the Lord each and every day. 
Do you know what? I, 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 have a, I have a confidence in my spirit, and I've seen it so many times. But every time one of my kids is sick, they wake up in the morning. They wake up healed. They wake up happy. They wake up healthy. Why? Because I've added faith to my hope in the Word of God, and I have a confidence now in it. Amen. And I reckon for some of us today is about just knowing the hope that we have in Jesus. Just asking Him, to just adding a bit of faith into that hope so that it builds a confidence into our heart. And it's sort of a little bit about why I give as well. I've found out that as I've given to God and I've put faith into it, I have put a hope in His Word. And from that, I've seen a confidence come into my own personal life just through, through, through giving. But I believe this morning God wants to build your hope in Him. See, the first point this morning is not a, not a number, it's a letter or a word, and it's hope. And we're working through an acronym of hope. So the first one is hope. He is the source of hope today. Number two, in Luke chapter 23, verses 38 to 43, let's read. All good? All right. A sign was fastened above him. With these words, this is king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. This, this is only recorded in Luke about the criminals on the cross and the conversation that Jesus has with one of the, uh, one of the criminals. And there's, a, there's this interesting conversation. Jesus just turns around and says this, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Do you know the original word or the, the original land? So in the Greek, I should say, that's what the New Testament is translated, was translated from. The word paradise is actually the same word they use for garden. The word paradise is the same word that they use for garden. You know, Jesus wants you, number two, is to have original relationship with Him. Instantly in a decision, Jesus can have original relationship with you. You know, when the, when the, when, when the earth was created, there was the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were there and God walked among them. But when sin entered the world, it separated us from God. And I like this fact that Jesus is prophesying straight away, hey, Today, you'll be with me again in paradise. You know, today, I don't know whether you're a Christian. I don't know whether you even know about Jesus. But He desires to have that original relationship with you. He desires to know you. And all it is, is a decision. We, we see there's two criminals with Jesus on the cross. Two people who deserve to be there. Jesus didn't deserve to be there. But out of that, there's two options. 
We see there's two options, two criminals, two options. One is to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The other is just to not humble yourself and continue and die and perish. The Bible says that Jesus died for all. Died for all. Do you know nothing can separate you from the love of God? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I want to just say today, you've got an option. You've got, you've got a decision to make. You can be like that, that criminal who said, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus will answer you this morning. Today, you know what? You're going to be with me in paradise. His desire is to have original relationship with you. Why? Because he's the source of all hope. He's the source of all hope. Wow. Have anyone watched a movie called Spy Kids about TikTok? He's the time traveler. Looks like time has just flown away. I don't know. I like talking at Easter time. Maybe we just make this one whole service this morning. We'll go all the way to 12.30. Bring out, just pass some hot cross buns along the road. Who's thinking there? Pastor, well, you're running out of time. Hurry up. Stop talking about this. I said, I knew my wife was. <laughs> so good, so good. I don't care. I love talking at Easter. I love talking in church. I love encouraging people. Because you've got the source of all hope. He desires to have original relationship with you. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what? It's just a choice. It's just a choice. Two criminals. One chose to not humble himself and to to die. But the other said, Jesus, remember me. When you enter into your kingdom. You know, this morning, at the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer that says, Jesus, remember me. And I'm going to love praying it with you. There are always choices in our life. But what do you choose over Easter today? Next one, real quick. In the next 25 seconds for each point. says this. John chapter 9, verse 39. Real quick. John chapter 9, verse 39. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. You know, the next, next point that I want you to write down is purpose. Jesus had a purpose. Here he is going to come to render judgment. But the reality is, is that we all can have a great outcome. Through Jesus Christ. The scripture talks about two things. It talks about the blind and it talks about those who, who think they can see. But I don't have time to go into it this morning, but it's about two people. One is the children of Israel, the chosen nation, the Jewish people. They were, they were the ones that followed the law of God. They were the ones that followed, they tried to obey all the commands of God, which is impossible, by the way. And then he's talking about a whole lot of people who, who are all the other people, basically. 
And he's talking about, you know, those people who are blind, I've come uh, to, to set them free. I wanna, I've come for them this morning. He's, he's come to bring judgment into the world, but it's for everyone. He's come to set every person free. And so he's got a purpose. Jesus does have a purpose. His purpose is fueled by love. His purpose is fueled by hope in you, by, by, by giving hope to you. His purpose is, is to give you life and life in, the, in its fullness. But it has got judgment attached to it because He's a righteous God. And I want to say today, if you don't know Jesus, you need to ask Him to be your Lord and Savior. Not out of a head thing because you're like, oh, scared. No, that's out of a, a love thing, out of a heart, heart emotion this morning, knowing that Jesus loves you. And that He died for you and He rose again for you. And just like Mary in the tomb, that He's standing there. He's like, you know what? He's saying your name today because He loves you, because He's the source of all hope. Right, let's keep moving down. Number four, I can grab the band up. That'll save me time. Hey, I've suddenly got a whole lot of time back. Look at that. All right, number four. Will my expand on number three in the second service? Number four, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And this is my heart, that we've talked about hope, we've talked about the original relationship, we've talked about purpose. But in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, it says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because Jesus died. And His blood took the penalty for our sin. And now we can boldly enter into the holy place. The last point is enter this morning. Enter. I wonder if we could stop and think like Mary, how she stood outside the tomb. And she was having this conversation with who she thought was the gardener, but then her eyes were opened because she heard her name. I wonder if we could close our eyes and think about the most holy place. It says we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place. We can boldly. You know, have you ever seen one of those fanatical sports fans who, who support their team even though they lose all the time probably a Hurricanes fan someone like that that's why I changed to the Highlanders but if you ever you know they're, they're, they're crazy they'll get their flags and they'll run around and, and, and they'll just you know, I've seen people who've had tattoos of their English Premiership Club tattooed on their arm. They're just nuts for a better expression. But someone who's energetic about something, who's passionate about something, you know, I should get Jake out here and just get him to start talking about cycling. Yeah, by the end of it, you'll know everything and you'll probably want to go and buy a bike. 
But I love it that he's so passionate about his, 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 his thing that he does for fun. But in, in the scripture, it talks about this. It says, so we can, so, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. We can both, what is heaven's most holy place? Look like you for right, right now as Christians. What does it look like for you? Maybe if you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior. But heaven's holy place, man, what did that look like? Well, just stand in the presence of God. Try, maybe you couldn't even stand if we we're in this most holy place. And we could just look at Lord Suddenly life circumstances come into our head and there's an answer for this. Oh, well, there's my uncle, my auntie, or my close friends got cancer. Well, uh, not in heaven's most holy place. Oh, I'm lacking in provision. I'm lacking in courage. I'm lacking in love. I'm lacking in forgiveness. Well, not in heaven's most holy place. See, at Easter time, it reminds me that I can enter in, I can be bold, I can be passionate about the cause of Jesus Christ, which is to love humanity, to love you as an individual, to pray for you as an individual, to believe for you as an individual, but to corporately encourage us to believe for a city. And I can believe and I can stand there. I was like, man, what does heaven's most holy place feel like and be like? And be like, man, it's where the sick are healed. It's where, where, where love conquers. It's where, it's where provision is needed. It's where grace and peace and mercy and joy flow right out of the heart of God into every single person. There's a song that says, no more tears. What heaven's most holy place look like if we boldly enter into it? What would happen in your life if we were bold? We were passionate. I'm not saying you need to go and get tattoos of Jesus on your arms. I'm not saying you need to go and wave flags around about Jesus. But what could boldness mean at this Easter for you, for me? What what does it mean? I reckon we need to be bold this morning. In Easter time, man, I think of how bold Jesus was, how he chose to go what go through what he went through for you and for me is you know I really believe and we're gonna take the next few minutes to be bold in everything that we're doing. Maybe you know people that you're believing for. I want you to write down in your notes I'm gonna get out my phone and I'm going to text that person and say, hey, why don't you come to church tonight? Uh, I'm going to be bold in, in something. Maybe you know that a friend is needing healing or needing a breakthrough and provision.
you can give them a call or, or go and pray with them. I want to be, I'm going to be bold. I can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of Jesus Christ, the risen King. Can we be bold? Because that song was hope of all hearts. Let's give all of our heart to Jesus. That song, the other song that we, that we sung this morning was the anthem. He's won a victory. He's won the victory. He's given us hope. He's the source of all hope. He's the source of joy. He's the source of peace. He brings a confident hope into our heart, into our spirit. But let's be bold this morning. In fact, let's all stand to our feet.